This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're celebrating the glory of God in our Catholic faith, recognizing the Lord has called us to become saints. And through the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Lord continues to strengthen us and help us follow Him each and every day. So grateful for our guests this morning. So we talked about the God of knowledge, of revelation, revealing to us His truths, and how we can grow in knowledge of those truths through the celebration of our Catholic faith. We also recognize, too, the gifts of the Lord in vocations. And as we just spoke with Tim Henderson from the Diocese of Rapid City, there are lots of different ways that we can go ahead and grow in our Catholic faith through supporting seminarians. And of course, that great desire for us to support seminarians, to, to, to give them resources they need. And of course, there's many initiatives in the life of the church. As we enter into this time of living the Lord's love each and every day, we recognize that we are actually in a season of Pentecost. We recognize, uh, of course, throughout the church's years, at times we celebrate what we call octaves, which is a week preceding a major solemnity. Now, uh, after the Second Vatican Council, the church no longer formally celebrates the uh, octave of Pentecost. However, traditionally, we always kept the, this gift of our faith and recognizing that the Lord is calling us uh, to be strengthened. So we celebrate an octave of Easter. Um, we also celebrate this during the Christmas season. Uh, but the commemoration is really a recognition that we follow the feast day with subsequent feast celebrations of God's gift. And so even though we don't celebrate it liturgically, we can still recognize the work of the Holy Spirit during these days following Pentecost. And so, Veni Sancte Spiritus, come Holy Spirit, and kindle in our hearts the fire of your love. Joining me this morning is Mr. Chris Motes from the South Dakota Catholic Conference. And Chris, I'm so glad to have you this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, great to be with you, Father. And uh, just talking about living uh, the octave of Pentecost, Chris, you're a regular contributor to Real Presence Live, but today I'm excited. We're not going to talk about, uh, you know, the work you do in serving the church, um, but certainly we want you, you do a lot of great work in, in the church and the public square and, and working with hot-button issues that are affecting members of the church. But today, the hottest issue of them all is the fire of the Holy Spirit that enlivens the hearts and minds of the church's members as we go about performing those works. And so today, Chris, I want to keep it focused on this, this gift of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit that enlivens you as a husband and as a father, as a churchman, and how we can let that fire of the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. So, Chris, you know, how was your Pentecost this last Sunday? Oh, it's 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 been awesome, Father. It was we just had a great Pentecost, and I I'm like a with you 100 percent when you say that this is like this is the good stuff. You know, faith and politics, kind of my day job. That's that's great. I love it. It's really really important. But it's like the biggest the biggest battles, the most exciting stuff, like the true adventure of of life, like is in the human heart, and that's the place where we you know, encounter God and say yes to Him, and the Holy Spirit helps us do that. So Pentecost has been um, really great this year. You know, we, um, 
here uh, up in the north end in Sioux Falls, we we got a group of folks together and have been preparing for Pentecost uh, the last month or so. You remember doing that, uh, joining us uh, a couple years ago when you were when you were down here. We did the same thing again this year. Um, kind of just in the in the month or so ahead of Pentecost, just saying, "Come, Holy Spirit, prepare our hearts, help us um, be boldly expectant mm. that that you like want to do new things." Um, so, kind of gathered a group together, um, had some talks, had a, a bit of praise and intercession, and then also just some time of uh, adoration too, and. Um, and capped it all off with a, a big party this last weekend. Uh, had the house full of of young families and and some single folks. And I was I was visiting with our oldest daughter Frances uh, at the end of the day on Sunday. I said, Franny, did you have fun today? And she said, Yeah, it was great. You know, there are all these kids over and they had treats, and we we're you know there was, we had a time of prayer and kind of just reflecting on graces that had had been received and what the Holy Spirit is doing. And and I said, you know, what did you think? What was this day like? She said, well, it, it wasn't as good as Christmas or Easter, but it was pretty good. <laughs> All right. We, you know, we put Pentecost on the map uh, in the most house this weekend. It's up there with Christmas and Easter. And I think she might have ranked her birthday above it too. But uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a great time. That's beautiful. And I, Chris, you're not alone, and you and your family and friends and celebrating Pentecost. I was speaking with a, another brother priest, and he shared with me how he too received an invitation from a group of families uh, in another part of the Real Presence Radio listening area. And so, I think what you uh, and your wife and family have demonstrated is is something that we can start uh, marking our calendar for next year is to reawaken this celebration of Pentecost. And we can start that right now. We don't have to say, okay, well, I, Pentecost Sunday is over. Maybe we can plan a party for next year. We can actually have that party tonight or later this week or even this upcoming uh, weekend. And remembering this coming of the Holy Spirit, um, gathering together um, with prayers. And it can be something informal as well. This is a beautiful time of year to gather together with family and friends. You know, Chris, what are some of the ways, you talked about doing a preparation for Pentecost and growing in this awareness of the Holy Spirit. For you and your family, in, in your vocation as a husband and a father, how, how do you guys grow in that awareness of the Holy Spirit? Mm, you know, I think it's, um, it, it, I think it really just has to begin with, with prayer, Father, that, uh, you know, so oftentimes life can just get so busy um, and we kind of just get wrapped up in, uh, we just get wrapped up in the calendar, and it, it almost owns us in a certain way. So just to, like, actually remember that we have we have to pray. And, um, you know, the, the, we're called to pray always, but we're also called to pray at particular times. Not mm. just always, like, uh, which ends up being never, but, like, put it in the calendar kind of thing. Um, here's what I am going to pray today. It's in my calendar. Um, it's, it's really hard to be, I think, attentive to how the Holy Spirit is moving in our hearts if we just don't have that time of silence. Mm. Um, and there can be a lot of different ways to do that. You know, people who are able to make daily Mass as part of their, part of their daily rhythm, that's a, that's a great thing. That's not always possible for, for everybody, just 
uh, given other demands of their state of state in life. You know, a holy hour also is a really wonderful thing. Also not necessarily possible for everybody, uh, given their state in life. But one thing that my family and I have done is we've kind of set aside a, a little space in our house that it's like the prayer space. We've got this, you know, it, I think it was maybe a, a den when the house was built a um, mm. hundred years ago, but it's this little little room and just got a couple chairs in there and it's got a um, an image of the Lord and uh, an image the Blessed Mother, and it's just a place that, you know, we can go to, we can go to just have a little, kind of shut the rest of the noise of the house out and, and have some quiet. Um, you know, if somebody in our family is in that room, it's, it's kind of a sacred spot where it's okay, they're, they're just having a little time with the Lord right now. Um, so I think that's a, that's a really, really important thing, is to make time for prayer in our lives so we can actually hear the Holy Spirit. That's a beautiful example of, uh, fostering intimacy with the Holy Spirit and also through that practice of prayer and really practical ways, Chris. I'm so grateful for your uh, willingness to share. You know, we can kind of, our listeners can kind of imagine what's it like in the, the Moses 100-year-old house and a prayer room and, and, the, and the kids. And, uh, you know, as a parent, how do you and your wife, as, you know, not only the educators of your children, teaching them the ways of prayer. Um, how do you see the Holy Spirit working in the lives of your children? You mentioned your daughter, Frances, um, and her excitement for Pentecost and kind of ranking it up there with Easter and Christmas uh, and also her own birthday. How do you see the Holy Spirit enlivening the hearts of your children? Well, you, you know, in Scripture, the Lord, in the Gospels, the Lord gives us so many agricultural images, which are really apt for us here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, in the Real Presence Radio listening area, where we're an agricultural region. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of, I, I really love those analogies, too, for children, because we know that, you know, with agriculture, the, the farmer plants and cultivates, but God has to give the, the rain and the sunshine in the proper amounts at the proper times. Mm-hmm. And then we can see the fruits that develop um, from those gifts of God. And we can, I think, the same thing, too, with children, where there's, you know, there's slow and steady growth that we can see that we try and do our part as parents, you know, with giving lots of love and caring for their physical needs, their their emotional needs, forming them in the faith. But God has got to give the the rain and the sunshine, and He does those through these little, almost like these little encounters that take place in the heart. You know, mm-hmm. like we know that Saint Paul tells us that we're we're temples of the Holy Spirit. You and yeah. I have talked in the past too about this doctrine of the divine indwelling that that the Holy Spirit actually lives inside of us. And every now and then, I, it's like you get a glimpse as a parent into this life of the child where where they have a, an encounter in the heart with uh, maybe something new that they'd never thought of before, something that has invigorated them or given them life. And it's like, ah, God is sort of um, opening up his rays of light uh, and nourishing this, this little soul right here in front of my eyes. And that's such a, just to see it, 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 that's the gift of that Holy Spirit, because when you encounter it, you acknowledge it, then that same experience of faith 
happens for you, not only as a parent, but for any member of the church. When we see this, ask any catechist, any religious educator, they'll tell you the same thing when they see that light of God's love in their students. We're going to be back. We're talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit and becoming aware in the Holy Spirit during this time of Pentecost. Uh, Stay with us right here on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Uh, I remember even during that time, and, and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially with his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not close closer to God than I am. Mm. Uh, you know. So I always had this sort of secret respect for uh, for John Paul II. Of course I never said this to any of my <laughs> brethren friends, you know. You wouldn't dare. No, of course not. But I I, I I, I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the scripture. And interestingly enough, even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament, they had communion every Sunday. And so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures. And so I'm really thankful to them for that. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. My guest this morning is Mr. Chris Motes. We're talking about growing in our awareness of the Holy Spirit and living out the graces of Pentecost in our Christian lives. Of course, this past Sunday, we celebrated... Uh, and commemorated this great gift of the Holy Spirit. And as Chris just mentioned uh, in our previous segment, being aware of the Holy Spirit, uh, God makes his dwelling within us. We hear Jesus in the Gospel of John say, I've come to make uh, to abide in you, to, to make a dwelling within you. And of course, the doctrine of the Church and the Catechism of the Catholic Church, this great teaching of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that through sacramental grace, God uh, the Spirit of God dwells within us when we are in that state of grace. And Chris, it's just really uh, caused to marvel at the beauty of the truth about you recognizing God's presence in your children 
as a husband and father and how that God comes into our souls. Our souls are in the form of our body. This is past week uh, and last week on Real Presence Live, we had Father Carlos Martins from the, uh, the, he's making this tour of our Real Presence Radio listening area with the relics of the saints. And those saints' relics, they're the parts of their bodies, the Holy Spirit inhabited their, to the bone, you know, to the flesh of those saints. And, and we are the same Spirit of God dwells within us right now as members of the church. I mean, just a profound uh, reality. Um, Chris, as a husband and a father, how do you see the Holy Spirit, you know, in, you talked about in your children, how about in your wife? You know, how do, as a husband, how do you see the Holy Spirit active in your spouse? Oh, that's a great question. And it's, you know, we've been married 10 years this year, Father, uh, married on the feast of Therese of Lisieux in 2011. So coming up on 10 years. And I, I'm reminded again and again just that um, the vocation of marriage truly is like a, a path of holiness. Like mm-hmm. within it lies my sanctification and Hannah's sanctification. And, and what that means is that God is using it <laughs> to draw us closer uh, to himself. God uses Hannah to draw me closer to himself. And, um, you know, one of the, the opportunities that, that we've had through the course of our marriage is to, like, pray together. Mm-hmm. And one of the great blessings that, um, that we've had is to is to entrust particular difficulties or needs to the other. So Hannah will have a difficulty, I'll have a difficulty, and we'll say to the other, you know, honey, will you pray for this particular thing for me? And one of the ways in which we've prayed for each other, we you know, we pray for each other in Mass, or, you know, we'll... we'll pray a rosary for the other, but another way in which we pray for the other is to say, okay, let's do it right now. You know, so we'll maybe go to the prayer room in in the house that I mentioned, or maybe just like where we happen to be sitting in the living room, and, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and maybe put a hand on the other, and just like invoke the healing power of of God's love into that difficulty right at that moment. And those have been some, like, really um, special, I think I can say, times of prayer for Hannah and I, when we when we make ourselves vulnerable to one another in that way. But then also just, like, God, we're, we're needy people. We need you. Mm. And, and we're not going to be so self-conscious about our, our neediness that we can't just, like begs for you right now. <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit, right now, like as we're praying, and, and do something new. Um, so, yeah, those, are, those have been some, I think, um, meaningful times, and, and I think we've experienced, I think we can both say, too, that God responds to those prayers, and we've received something um, through those prayers. About, uh an outpouring of his love, or or maybe a scripture verse. Uh, I can think of a number of times where a scripture verse has come up that um, one of us gives to the other that was just like the right word at the right moment. 
Um, and that, so yeah, it's, what a gift it, it, with your spouse to to respond to those promptings of the spirit and and do it in its immediacy. Uh, Chris, what what struck me in in your sharing of how you and Hannah, as husband and wife, will say, "Let's pray right now," that we can, as members of the church, living Pentecost right now. When you're having a conversation with someone, our listeners, you're visiting with with another person, and they say, "Oh, my 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 cousin just had a horrible accident, and he's in intensive care." Um, you could say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll pray for them." What I want to challenge our listeners is to say, let's pray for him right now. This is something even in my life in ministry as a priest after Mass. I'm visiting with people. like, And it, it takes people by surprise when I'll say, let's pray right now. And who's ever in our circle will make the sign of the cross and we'll just say some words of, of prayer or intercession for that person. And that's what a church alive with the Holy Spirit does. We read about it in Acts chapter 3, where Peter, after Pentecost, our Holy Father, our first Pope, Pope uh, St. Peter, after the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, Acts chapter 3, here he's walking out with John, uh, the beloved disciple, and there's a lame beggar, and he asks them for alms, and Peter says, what I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, stand and rise. Like, it is immediate. <laughs> Peter doesn't say, oh, I'm going to add you to our prayer intentions list. He says, right now, we are going to pray. And in becoming aware of the Holy Spirit, and that is the power that is accessible to members of the church in that immediacy. And so husbands and wives, um, and you know what? I give our per- our listeners and our parishioners, be f- feel free to be a little weird, you know. You know, <laughs> like, uh, be, people say, oh, that's out of the ordinary. You're not that kind of person. Well, you can become that kind of person with courage, fortitude. The Lord will allow you because that, that will strengthen your faith and that will help you become more aware of the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, Chris, there are so many devotions and uh other activities that can strengthen us in the life of prayer. Um, what are some uh, that you, you have experienced, whether it be a movement or a devotion, to strengthen your family's relationship with the Holy Spirit? Um, what, what has enlivened in you this awareness of God's Spirit? Well, i got to say, Father, just a relationship with the Blessed Mother and a daily consecration to her. There's a saying, and I don't know where this started. I, I think it's with a, a saint. But that where the the Holy Spirit is a spouse of the Blessed Virgin, the, mm-hmm. whole, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, and she she conceived Christ. And so where where he finds a love for Mary, he just comes rushing right in. Mm-hmm. Um, so just part of what we what we aspire to live to uh, um, imperfectly is to just take a little time of like praise every day, just sing a little bit, um, and just tell God how much we love Him, like in song. But then, to close that, just time a joyful prayer with an invocation and consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, and I think that's like, a, I mean, it's, I think that's like the, sh- the shortcut, if you will, yeah. is to just depend upon Mary um, for, for strengthening this, uh, this relationship with the, the Holy Spirit or, or helping us open our hearts. Uh, more and more to his, his action in our lives. Well, I think even in the Church's own liturgy, 
Uh, just yesterday, we celebrated Mary, Mother of the Church, uh, right after Pentecost, uh, and uh, the, Ho- the Holy Father uh, elevated this new feast in honor of, of this title of Mary, Mother of the Church, you know, immediately uh, following after Pentecost is a reflection of just that, Chris, you know, that, that, that spousal love between uh, Mary and the Holy Spirit and, and how that's a beautiful gift of, of strengthening us in our own awareness of the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, anything else, Chris, that you could say that would really inspire our, our parishioners, things that have helped you in this relationship and awareness of the Holy Spirit and your own life of faith? I'd say just like an open, uh, you know, you mentioned just a, a minute ago, Father, it's just like being, being a little weird, you know? Um, yeah. Just like having a, uh, an openness in our hearts to like boldness and maybe doing, being open to things that um, maybe we weren't, that, that do seem a little strange, like, oh, this, you know, this thing has been coming up in prayer a lot. Like, what does that mean? That I would never, I would never normally call this person up and ask them out for coffee, but they've just been in my prayer. Well, maybe that's the Holy Spirit saying you need to, like, um, ask them out for coffee. Maybe it's, like, like you said, just, like, being more open to praying with people, like, right on the spot, instead of saying, hey, you know, I'm so sorry that someone's so sick, I'll pray for them, just saying, hey, let's say a prayer right now. So I, I'd say just, like, have a, a heart that's open to, like, boldness and generosity and newness um, would be an encouragement I'd offer. Well, I think that's a beautiful encouragement, and that is open to every member of the Church uh, there are times past where I would uh, listen to Catholic radio or I would uh, see a, a great evangelist, someone that's well-known in the church. Maybe it's someone from EWTN or maybe I went to a youth conference and I maybe even had that you know, kind of passing thought of, man, I wish I could be that bold in my faith and, and just proclaim you know, what God has done for me. Uh, but if you ask the Holy Spirit for that 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 gift of boldness, that strength, God will hear and answer your prayer. And uh, it's an amazing journey. Uh, Chris, thank you for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live and to sharing what the Holy Spirit's doing in your family, uh, in your wife, in your children, um, and in your own life and service to the church. So thank you for all you do. A pleasure, Father. God bless you. And uh, next, we're going to talk about here on Real Presence Live some of the great work the members of the church are doing to continue to support vocations. The Eastern South Dakota Catholic Foundation is continuing to support the work of those ministers of the church through their fundraising efforts. We'll be back right next on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.